Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of joys, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy Welcome, welcome. This conversation is a bit like Carl and I catching up over a glass of red at the bar because it's been a while, hasn't it, Carl? It is. You can have the red wine, I'll have the whiskey. Okay, we could both do whiskey and just cut to the chase. (laughs) We were just talking about how to introduce yourself, but do you know what? I just think you should do it. Just introduce yourself. How would you kind of like to welcome Well, thanks, Kathy. I mean, most people in Brisbane uh, know me as the diamond guy. And uh, the reason they know me as the diamond guy is that Well, for at least the last nearly three decades, I've been in our second generation family business that's been going for 47 years now. And I've worked as a jeweler, diamond grader, gemologist, uh, uh, award-winning designer, and an international award-winning author. Uh, And I honestly say that I love jewelry. It's really in my blood. It's still something that I'll always do. Uh, but I also love doing different things. And there are lots of things that I love about the diamond business that uh, COVID, our wonderful little friend called COVID, has allowed me to do. So I still remember in 2020, I was uh, actually in Germany visiting my family over there, and you know, hearing this thing about COVID and thinking, oh, it'll kind of blow over. It'll just be like the next SARS or or some other swine flu. Were you uh, watching the map around yeah. on the red map getting bigger and bigger? We were in Europe as well, and I just remember checking couple of times a day to see this thing expanding and yeah. knowing that Chinese New Year was coming up. Yeah, how wrong was I, huh? So yeah. I got back and, and when you're in a diamond business and the government comes out and bans weddings, that can be pretty devastating. So uh, we pretty much lost 97% of our revenue overnight for eight weeks because mm-hmm. uh, if you couldn't get married, what was the point in getting engaged? Uh, and everybody was just in this kind of like bunker down kind of fear mentality. You know, it was all new. It was like the mask, the QR codes, everything that was going on. But so, you know, in that space, I had to try and find out well, where could I go to find new clients? And everyone was doing different things. Like they were, you know, pick up and drop offs and deliveries and all of those little things. But what I found looking through our point of sale was that in the previous year, we'd had 173 sales that sales and not leads that had come to us purely from our Google reviews. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't even the best part. The best part was that we hadn't spent a single dollar to generate those that business. And I thought, isn't that interesting? I thought, well, I could probably start teaching other people how to do that. Uh, and then what happened was the next year or so, uh, you know, I really dove deep into why does Google reward some businesses for doing and playing by Google's rules and not others? Yeah, uh, and then prevent others from even participating. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it really became that sort of pro- like a lot of the stuff I was doing. It's like, you know, when they talk about that unconscious competence, like I was just doing stuff that I didn't know worked or didn't know why it works. But you know what they always say is if you really want to understand something, try and teach it to somebody else. 
So, you know, that process of teaching it to other people is where I gain so many of the distinctions in what we do around, you know, from Xenox. So I I guess I like to come from a position of, of, of great integrity, having spent 10 years in the military as an artillery captain. For me, it's like I couldn't be one of those people teaching other people to do something that I wasn't doing for myself. So basically, I just teach the frameworks and the systems and the processes, everything that I do for Xenox for other businesses. So we have you here as the founding director of Xenix Diamonds and the founder of Five Star Reviews. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? I, I called it Five Star Reviews because that's kind of like what it did on the tin. I was like, what am I, <laughs> doing? What am I teaching people to do is like get five star reviews. But the funny thing is like, if you think that's all it is, then you kind of miss the point, you know, because to get a five-star review means that you have to have, you know, a remarkable, you know, in, in the medical world, a remarkable patient experience. And that isn't always just about the clinical outcome. It's also about what is it like for the patient, you know, as they're traveling through, like the first time that they interact, that they, you know, do they feel heard? Do they feel understood? Do they feel like made to feel at ease? Uh, and comfortable and, and what was the follow-up and the communication and all of those little, you know, those human touch points that sometimes get overlooked and forgotten. Are or, all rushed, the, or, or rushed. Or rushed. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or you, you know, like one of the ones, like one of my clients is an uh, obstetrician and you know what, she's an amazing obstetrician, but sometimes she gets called away to hospital. And, you know, so the patients are waiting for an hour in the waiting room. And at that point, you know, if you imagine you're maybe heavily pregnant, you're probably rushing to get there on time because, you know, you didn't want to be late. You know, you you had to clamor for the parking and you paid it. And of course, they're charging you exorbitant rates for parking. And you finally get there and then you're sitting in the waiting room waiting for, you know, an hour or, or something like this. And then finally that comes. And, you know, sometimes the missing part there is communication. Sometimes it's empathy and understanding of what, what our patients or our clients are going through. So Google reviews aren't just granted. You're saying that there aren't. Yeah. Uh, Google reviews helps every single business. I've yet to find, you know, any business that it won't benefit. And and I really kind of hate the old notion of B2B or B2C, which a lot oh, of people are quite familiar absolutely. with. I, I'm a really big advocate for H2H, which is human to human. Human to human, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think any human is interacting with another human and they're sharing those experiences around that. It's actually a little known fact that Google actually gamifies Google reviews. Most people are not really aware of that. If you've ever left a review, uh, like for me, I leave reviews all the time, but uh, when I leave a review, if it's a detailed review, I get bonus points. If I add a photo in, you know, Google throws confetti up in the air and it, it's it's like all this yeah, all this exciting thing. And then you get bonus points to up-level. The, well, congratulations, you're a level six uh, reviewer now. And Google does that quite intentionally because they know the more that they can incentivize people to do that, the more information that Google has in its algorithm, which means that it can tailor the best search result possible. So if someone's saying, I'm looking for the best podiatrist in Redcliffe, uh, Google knows, hey, here's this business. It's got lots of Google reviews. It's got all of the content, the juicy content in the reviews. We're going to show this person above three or four others that have no reviews or very little reviews. Yeah. Carl, at this point, I suspect there are listeners that are thinking, yeah, I'll check out now because we can't even do Google reviews anyways. So will we just nip that thing in the bud? Yep, absolutely. I, I know I could go and make dinner and come back and you'll still be talking about this. Yeah. So what do you know about allied health? Yep. Rules and all of that. Yeah. I'm so, swear word in and Google reviews. 
So, you know, one of the things I did in the very beginning was I was looking around and I could see plenty of businesses in the allied health system that were absolutely crushing it with reviews. And then there were some that were not. And the hard thing for the allied health industry, which I totally sympathize, is that a lot of them feel like they've been golden handcuffed, that they feel like a client or a patient can go out there and leave a bad review if they're unsatisfied or unhappy for whatever reason, but we can't ask for a review. And I actually spent a little bit of time and money to get the lawyers to really research this around what were the guidelines in the act, uh, what was it that APRA was saying about what you can and can't do. And it, and it turns out there are actually some really clear guidelines about what you can do and what you can't do. Yeah. First and foremost, uh, the what the law actually says is that because you do not control Google, you do not own the platform. You, it's not like it's your website where you're posting a testimonial. You don't own Google, so therefore uh, you are not in. You are not in any power to take down a review. What that means is that the client can actually, or patient can absolutely leave you a review independent of you asking. So therefore, it actually makes no difference whether you ask for a review or don't in the eyes of the law. Don't control beyond your control, can't change it. So you can absolutely ask for reviews. Um, the one stipulation that they have there is though, is that you shouldn't, and 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 it makes sense as well, and I can understand the reasons behind this, is you shouldn't be asking for a clinical outcome testimonial. You shouldn't be asking, hey, I went for to- endorsement, endorsement of yeah. the service based on that. Yeah, like I, I went to the chiropractor and within three sessions, my scoliosis was healed. Or You know what I mean? Like, it, Because obviously, opera is there for a reason. They want to stop the snake oil salespeople, you know, kind of saying, you know, take this little pill and you'll feel better in two sessions. So they're there for good reason. So one of the things that that you are allowed to do is you are allowed to ask for an experience review. What was the experience like with us? You know, how was it? You know, was the waiting room pleasant? Did the reception greet you upon arrival? You know, was there a follow-up text message? All of those things. Did the, did the practitioner listen? Were they, you know, what was their bedside manner like? You know, all of those things are completely separate to what the clinical outcome was. Yeah. Were you and the lawyer surprised at what you uncovered? Because I know you did a real deep dive into this. Yeah. You really want to assure people that you've gone and looked well i mean what what it was really actually uh, promising was like the guidelines that that what you're able to do just made perfect common sense to me yeah you know so it, what it was actually quite validating was that the law just backed what seemed like what was common sense you know so oh, I, I was like that how often does that happen i know i was <laughs> like you know what you can you can ask for a review because they can do it whether you want it or not yeah great that seems obvious um you know you shouldn't be asking the client to say that you cured them in two sessions well that seems obvious yeah. You know, we want an experience review. Um, one of the other interesting things that they did note was that how you respond to Google reviews, uh, you do have to be careful as a, as an allied health practitioner uh, because you can inadvertently turn an experience review into a clinical review. So, like, let's say uh, you come to me, Kathy, and I say, Kathy, you know, amazing, uh, like, really loved the experience with with you. You know, it was amazing, et cetera, et cetera. If you go and respond to that and say, well, Carl, I'm so glad that you said that. I'm so glad that we were able to cure you of cancer with, you know, that's a no-no. So how you respond to the review is also equally important. Mm, Okay. I think we'll need to touch on that again, but let's tap into a little bit about why allied health business owners don't take the step to request reviews. 
Well, I think I think number one is that I think the the narrative for a very long time is that they can't. Can't, and, yeah. and so and so there's there's the the fear and the worry around that and and this is the sad part about it is that I honestly believe and I, I know you would you would feel the same way is that the allied professionals that we have here in this amazing country as 99.999 percent of them are amazing at what they do yeah. and they they got into this because they have a genuine desire to improve the health and well-being of the people that they serve yeah um, right reasons wholehearted all the right reasons, you know? So, um, so all we want to do is to, and I honestly believe is that, is that they love what they do. They just want to do it for more patients. They just want to help more people. But, you know, it's like that old joke. This is going to sound terrible, but, and it's a dad joke, but, you know, being, oh, a dad, be, being a dad of four triplets plus one, I think I'm entitled. Yeah, you can so, have that. Go for yeah. it. So it's like, you know, where do, where do you hide a dead body? And the answer is on the second page of Google. Because nobody's yeah. nobody's looking there, and there's no point in being the best kept secret on the internet. If yeah. you're an allied health professional, and and you know you're a, a physio, and you've just got this unique way of doing business, you love giving them a hot you know pack this way, and you do this, and you're just so passionate about what you do, you just want to do it with more people. Uh, you need to be able to showcase that so people out there, when they're searching for someone to help them with a problem that they have, and that, and that's the other thing that I love about this this form of, it's really at its essence, what I say, it's reputation marketing. You're using your reputation to market yourself, leverage your brand reputation on Google. Now, um, the thing is when when somebody needs a a medical professional or, or something in the allied health, they generally have a pain point that they're typing into Google, you know, like, how do I get rid of my neck pain? It's at that point, they're looking, actively looking for somebody to help them solve their problem. So if you want to be like front of mind for that person when they're looking for somebody to help them solve that problem, then then maximizing and elevating your reputation in Google is a perfect way to do it uh, because the client has actively got a problem and they're looking for someone to help them. So it's a bit about mindset and permissions granted yep. to look at Google and look at reviews as a high-value marketing Yeah. Tool. The, the The interesting thing is, and I often ask this if I'm speaking in a room, is like how many people here in this room have never, ever read a review. And usually almost no one puts their hand up. But the research shows that only 2% of people anywhere on the internet have never read a review. That means that 98% of people are. And the area of healthcare uh, and restaurants are actually probably the two main areas in our like commerce and, and lifestyle that people are actively seeking out and reading reviews. The good ones and the bad ones. Now, believe me, there are a certain percentage of people, I'm not necessarily ashamed to say I'm one of them, that will actively, when I'm looking at a business, check out the one-star reviews. Mm -hmm. And, you know, why do we do that? Well, the research shows that what we're looking for is we want to see what the worst case scenario looks like. You know, like if if it hits the fan, what does that look like? And what I would say to a lot of the allied health professionals listening to this is that if you have a Google portfolio and you have five-star reviews, and you maybe have a one-star review. And trust me, it doesn't matter how many amazing five-star reviews you have. When you get a one-star, it really stings. You know, mm-hmm. no one likes to hear that, but you do have to respond to all re- all reviews, good and bad. Um, but do it in a way that comes from a position of empathy, acknowledgement, and ideally remedy. 
you know, empathy and acknowledgement is is really just about it. Uh, you know, saying that what the what the patient is saying is true for them, even if you don't necessarily agree with it. Um, and remedy is something to what, what could we do to make this one right by you. Um, so people will read the responses to one star reviews just as much as the one star review itself. Yeah. I think that sits in the fear department that, well, we don't want to do Google reviews because we just can't face any one-star reviews and that's one more thing that we just can't get our heads around. So it's risk. Reputational risk is just greater than Hmm. potential outcomes. I guess it's kind of a case of like, do you want to, like you and you said it around fear, like do you want to run your life and, and practice in fear or do you want to actually in the, rare case that you get a one star. And again, I honestly believe that most people will give the business or the practice or clinic the opportunity to make it right before going on. And it's how you, how you handle that when they do that, that then can either prevent them from doing a one star or or not, you know? Yeah. So how do allied health business owners get started with using Google reviews? Well, the first thing that I generally get our clients and and we've got clients who are podiatrists, uh, mm-hmm. surgeons, doctors, vets, you know, not that a vet's necessarily allied health, but it's in that sort of yeah, uh, healthcare kind of space. <laughs> um, but, you know, the first thing is always to optimize your Google business profile. Yeah. Your Google business profile accounts for 36% of your SEO, which is search engine optimization, basically eyeballs on your business. So the first thing is to optimize that. And now the irony is, is that Google created this amazing tool but they expect you to Google on how to use it, okay? Which oh, is the really- irony is not lost on us. Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah. So, you know, optimizing that, uh, making sure that everything is is like listed. So one of the key areas for a lot of the allied health professionals that I help is getting them to focus on their bio. Now, their bio in Google oftentimes is written like some sort of corporate, corporate brochure. Uh, now, if I wrote my uh, bio for Xenox, as you know, we are a 47-year-old second generation family business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I can guarantee you there is nobody on Google typing that in for their search. Please find me a 40-something year old. Yeah. I'm in no business. one's typing it. No. Okay. Believe it or not, everybody's listening to everyone's favorite radio station, which is WIIFM. You know, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. I only care about me. And yep. so you need, I had this saying when I'm teaching, which is you need to write it like people type it. Okay, yeah. so you know you need to make sure that what you're writing in Google is the best match to what the client's typing in Google. And the better that you can do that, the better Google will say, ah, this is the best business to help mm-hmm. this client. So in that bio, you want to make sure that you focus on the pain points, not just the ultimate outcome. That A lot of times people just focus on, you know, we help people with uh, physiotherapy and this and this and that, but they don't talk about neck pain or back pain or hip pain or whatever. So and lifestyle make, outcomes and the so what factor, yeah, all of that. So I guess you know what we love to do is we we bring that that side of the marketing where uh, a lot of the practitioners are just so uh, much of a practitioner, like they 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 do what they do so well that they don't really have that that uh, breadth of experience to kind of go, well, this is how it needs to look, so that. Uh, my clients can find me better. Running a business isn't just about setting up shop and becoming complacent. It's about showing up for ourselves and our clients with a commitment to continuous improvement. We have to be honest with ourselves about where we're at and where we're going. That means identifying strengths and weaknesses so we can improve. 
After all, if we're remaining stagnant, how can we scale and build the business and life of our dreams? That's where the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz comes in. We're not talking horoscopes and pulse hope here. This questionnaire is the perfect starting point for you to begin identifying your strengths, needs, and blind spots as an allied health business owner. The process is simple. Answer the 14 questions and we'll send you a personalized report that includes actionable steps for you to start taking your business to the next level. Ready to take your business into your own hands? Take the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz today. So after you've optimized your Google profile, the next thing is to really look at the patient experience. Mm. What does that look like from the minute a patient interacts with your business or clinic uh, through to all of the communication to, you know, even the little things. So I had a, a client of mine that's a dentist. And one of the one of the things that I was I was helping them with was watching the interaction of the handover from the dentist to the front desk. Mm-hmm. And how does the front desk then re-interact with the client to the dentist? And so I got them to start doing things like, you know, how was everything uh, today with your dentist, Dr. Aman? Mm. You know, mentioning names, creating those human anchor points, you know, asking the client, checking in, how was everything? Okay. So you need to look at that whole patient experience and look at what are the little one percenters that we could improve yeah, along the way? Important. Yeah. You know, and they all, all add up. And then there's a concept that I talk about. You'll probably like this, Kathy. Um, there's a concept that I teach, which I call the happiness window. <laughs> and the happiness window is simply just about identifying when is the perfect time to ask for a review. Because so many times I see it all the time. They're, they're doing the right thing. They're trying really hard, but they're simply just asking at the wrong time. You know, people asking at the very end when they've got one foot out the door is the worst time because, again, they're thinking, I've got, I've got to get to the car, the parking, pick up the kids, do the shopping. checked out of the experience into the next. Yeah. Correct. Sure. You know, and so there's all of these little little one percenters. There's surprise and delight elements to incorporate into the experience. Uh, one of my surgeons, uh, he had, like, they, they, they called it, and this, and this is one of my all-time hate, hate words in the, in the allied health medical industry is the word discharge. Oh, me too. And, you know, like. Oh, gosh. I, oh, yep, go for it. And I, and, I, and I said to this person, like, you know, like they were after the surgery, they were like showing them, they were giving them this discharge pack. <gasps> and I said to them, I said, oh. when I ask you to think about a bodily discharge, what do you think about? Probably something not very pleasant. Yeah. Okay. So what we did is we renamed the pack to the rehabilitation success pack, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, spoke to the, and you think about it now, like how does that sound now when the surgeon is handing this rehabilitation success pack to them, you know, and the wording inside them, sometimes it's so clinical. And I said, you just need to make it more human, make it like I'm a human talking to you as a human. And yeah. this is what, what it is, you know? And, and so I think what I bring to a lot of a lot of businesses in the um, in the health, allied health industry, is that different fresh perspective? You know, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, perspective can never come from the position you're standing. It always has to come from ninety degrees from somewhere else. Yep. And, okay. and so, and so I, I bring this lens of you know high end diamonds, jewelry, um, bespoke client experiences with and, and 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 say, look, why can't you incorporate that? into your practice or your yeah. clinic. 
you know, yeah. and you absolutely can. And when you do that, the client is absolutely blown away. And it becomes such a point of difference and it really serves to establish memories both for the employees but also for the clients as well. We talk about this so much with our um, with our members that, you know, it doesn't take a lot. It takes all of those one percenters mm. to really stand head and shoulders above in terms of experience and memories. And when you hand that discharge pack out, do you really never want to see them again? Like all their friends or their families? Um, oh, that's so interesting that you picked that word. Drives me nuts. And it and what it actually, Carl, harks back to is a very um medical model, if you like. Mm. Um, not it's not a partic- particularly contemporary fresh way of thinking about the human to human allied health service experience. Yeah, it's I. You, I don't know whether you've seen the movie. You, you ever watched the movie Patch Adams? No. Oh uh, no. Robin Williams. Oh, come on, you got to see it. It's a All great right, movie. I'll write that but, down. But it's very I'm much the show like, notes, people. Just check yeah. it out and watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, it, it's the same sort of thing. He talks about this whole sort of institutionalism uh, mm-hmm. and how we can actually bring back the humanity and the human element of it. Played by Robin Williams. Fantastic movie. Um, but yeah, I just. I love. I, I know it. I know, yep, I know it. I know it. Slow on the uptake. So, if we think about getting started, let's. We've got to stay on track, Carl. We've got to okay. stay on track. optimizing SEO. Yep. Tapping in and potentially reviewing or refreshing the client experience. What comes next? Um, there's so in in that client experience, there are so many different things yeah. that you can do. Like one of one of the doctors that I have, like you know, you've been in one of those doctors' clinics where they've got like that TV playing. <gasps> and 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 I watched it, and they were showing like um, like terrible like medical procedure kind of type stuff. And I go, if you're sitting in a waiting room waiting for your appointment, that's the last thing you want. What I want to what I want to be seeing is I want to be watching something on Getaway. You know, yep. like I want to be visualizing Maldives. Maldives. You know, you know, visualizing happier times ahead. And it's it's sometimes those little things. Um, and it's sometimes also the modern little conveniences. So like at Xenox, one of the things that I did, now this is going back like nine or 10 years ago, is that I installed wireless charging tables everywhere in the shop, you know, because my phone was always going flat. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, that's what my clients would like. And so imagine now you have a doctor's uh, surgery or a chiropractor or something like that. And, you know, while you're waiting, you've got the charging, you put your charging on. Wow. It's, yeah. It's just the it's the little things like that that can make all of the difference. So one of my mentors, and, and you and I may have spoken this before, is Richard Branson. Yeah, you know, yeah. We had dinner with him, Carl. And, you know, I, one of the things that I love about him was, you know, he saw the experience as he would want to experience it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was so dissatisfied with traveling on the airlines that he decided, I'm going to build the Virgin brand the way I would want to fly. Yep. And, and so for me, when I'm helping somebody like really craft a remarkable client experience, and when you think about the word remarkable, right? Like what is in the first part of that word? It's the word remark. Remark. And, and what are we asking people to do when we ask them to leave a Google review? We're asking them to remark about the experience. Yeah. So that's what we want is a remarkable client experience in the way that we would want to experience it. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I'm doing when I'm helping people kind of go, well, uh, and like one of the other do- surgeons I have, and it was something simple. It's like, do you know, like how many times have you bought something online and you go to the checkout page and yeah. then there's like $10 extra for postage and you go, mm, probably don't yeah. feel like doing that. 
happened last night, Carl, just saying. So, you know, but if it's free, free postage, you're like, yep, okay, great. Uh, you know what's interesting about that? Uh, people feel the same way about parking. Now, you know, so one of, one, of, one of the surgeons that I helped was, I said, well, let's include the parking in the consultation fee. Mm, nice. Now, how does it feel when you're about to leave and I say, Kathy, uh, thank you so much for coming and seeing us today. I just want to know, like, uh, we've picked up the tab for the parking. Here's your parking card. You don't need to worry about it. Just click it on the way out and it'll let you out. Yeah. Nice touch. You know, so it's all of these little human touch points along that experience that I help people build into their system. Then it's all about scripting systems and tools. Um, so, you know, what now, I don't know whether you're a, you look like a Tom Cruise fan. Come on. Yeah. Don't mind. Don't mind. Yeah. So do you think small doses, perhaps small small, doses. Okay. Do you think, do you think that Tom Cruise gets to turn up to mission impossible 12 or whatever it is and say, (laughs) you know, Mr. Director, it's okay. I'm Tom Cruise. Uh, I've got this. Or do you think that he has to follow a script? He has to follow a script. Yeah. Okay. Why? Because the movie producers know that it gives you predictable results. Uh, It's uh, it's something that could be transferable. Like theoretically, you give the script to somebody else other than Tom Cruise and and pretty much get the same outcome. Um, And ultimately, it it does give you a system to be able to improve it over time. So it's transferable, replicable, and improvable. Yeah. So having a script that's followed yeah. by all is is an essential element to get them to increase the conversion. I'm all I'm very big about numbers. So it's all about how do we increase the conversion ratio? Because in the beginning, most people have a conversion ratio of about one out of 10 or one out of 20. So, you know, they see 20 people, they ask 20 people, and they're lucky if they get one. Yeah. My goal is to increase the conversion ratio to four or five out of 10. Yeah. Now you'll never get a hundred percent because there are some people that either don't have a Gmail account, which is which is a necessity, or they just not review people. You know, for whatever reason, they just don't yes. want to review. Yep. That's okay. I'm not aiming for 100%. I'm just aiming for 40 to 50%. Yeah. Are you going to share the best time to ask a client for a review? Or is that, oh, you should see the eyebrows, people. Are you going to share that? Or is that just... You're, you're, you're trying to extract all of the golden nuggets out of me today, Kathy. That's yeah, okay. I'll do We've known each other forever. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's all part of the happiness window. So with, with that surgeon mm-hmm. story that, that I was talking about before, uh, one of the things that they were doing was asking for the Google review at the very end, you know, as the client was literally one foot out the door. And what they got them to do was to move it from that point there and move it about three minutes further up the, the process. So as soon as the client was coming out of the patient waiting room or the, the, the consult room, consult room you know, yeah. How is everything with Dr. Smith? Uh, wonderful. Great. I love it. If you could share your experience on Google, um, you know, here's the, the QR code. Uh, great. Why don't you have a seat while we, you know, get that all all done for you? And, yep. you know, your Just next appointment. And the next date sorted. And yeah, yeah, all of that sort of stuff. And then what it did is it created space for the, the patient to actually do that um, where they didn't feel like they were just rushing out the door. Yeah. So, you know, you also do have to pick who, particularly probably in the allied health space, you know, who is going to be a good person. And ultimately, that's why we have the, the triggering question, which is, you know, how was everything with us today? Yeah. You know, if the client goes, it's terrible, I'm still in pain, I'm grouchy, blah, blah, blah. 
don't ask that person for a review. <laughs> you know, they're not, well, not on that. Yeah, not on that. Not on that day. Not at that that point because they're obviously in pain. They're they're not probably in their right mind, and that's not the time or the person. So you, you know, maybe in a follow up person. So there are, there are some points where there's a new patient side of things. Then there's the recurring patient or the follow up patient. You know, appointments, and you've got to pick where is the best time to ask for that. And I guess you need some systems around that because you wouldn't want to be in a position that you've asked the same person three times over five months and have said not now or not done it along the way as well. well. Uh, let me give you my let me give you my thoughts on that. Um, like routinely, I just ask every single person at Xenox for a review. Mm-hmm. I just do. And you know, if if I say, Kathy, would you mind leaving us sharing your experience? And you go, oh, I've already done it. I go, Thank you, Kathy. We really appreciate it. It's okay. actually it's actually an opportunity for me to thank you yeah. uh, and say, really appreciate the fact that you've helped us out that way. True, 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 true. Alrighty. So what else, Carl, do you think you could say to kind of really get allied health business owners thinking that this is actually doable for them? So it re- what, I, what I love about this form of reputation marketing is like, if you've ever spent money on Google ads, Facebook ads, or any other marketing, in a lot of cases, for a lot of different types of marketing, the minute you stop spending money on it, it ceases to work. What I love about reputation marketing is, imagine if I said to you, Kathy, I'm going to give you a digital marketing assistant to work inside your business. They're going to work 24-7. They're never going to take any sick days. You don't have to pay them any super or even a wage. Um, you know, And they're going to get better every single year they work for you. Would you like a digital marketing assistant like that? Okay, so Google is sitting there quietly in the background as your next marketing employee. Yep. So that's what that's what your Google review portfolio will do for you. Every year, like this year, you may have 20 reviews. Next year, you have 50. Then you have 100, then 200, then 500 um, until you, you know, get over 1,000 five-star Google reviews. So it just gets better over time. You know, in the beginning, our Google review portfolio accounted for about 25% of our top line revenue at Xenox. Uh, mm-hmm. Today, it's probably sitting closer to 44%. Do you think there's a difference between product-based marketing and service-based marketing? Uh, no, uh, because again, it, it still goes back to the fact that, uh, you know, when you think about like social, like generic social media, you know, people are there in scroll mode, you know, but when they've got a problem that they need help with, they generally go to Google to look for the answer. Yeah. So whether I'm buying an engagement ring, whether I'm looking for a chiropractor to help crack my neck, whether I'm looking for, you know, a podiatrist because, you know, I can't run my marathon, not that I run a marathon, but if I did, uh, you know, that, that that I'd need shoes or shin splint, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really doesn't matter products or services. There are some different things that you have to do, you know, in the process of how you do what you do from a service base to a product base. I mean, yeah. if you think about this, like essentially this is what I'm doing it on the five-star side as a service, right? Um, but my Google review portfolio for five-star is about 140 five-star Google reviews, mm. service base. Um, and there are unique ways that I can I can get Google reviews from clients or from people that I help. It, there are a lot of limiting beliefs that people have around Google reviews, and we've spoken about some of them at the very beginning. Yeah. But another another limiting belief that I'll share with you is that you can only get one Google review from one transaction or interaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you imagine now um, you've come in, um, 
give me an example of one of your health practitioners that like not na- not by names just by industry what is what is like uh, like that we haven't covered already today what's an example of an industry or health allied health practitioner um that i could use as an example i am magicking up a small speech pathology business of about right. five speeches in sydney and they yeah. work with kids great so imagine now i you know uh, mum and dad come in with little junior uh, into, you know, the appointment, uh, you know, you've done amazing. You've helped the child. Both parents are overjoyed that they're almost to tears. Uh, there's no reason why you can't ask both of those parents for a Google review. Mm. Yeah. But most people just have their limits set to one review from one interaction. Yeah. I can sometimes get three reviews from an interaction. You know, sometimes it's a husband and a wife and a mother-in-law. I'll get one from all of them. Yeah. Of course you would, Carl. Of course you would. <laughs> Tell us about how I think it's really important, but how you get the whole team on board with this. Because mm. yeah. I do wonder about whether there might be team members who think it's icky or unprofessional mm. or just yep, yep. 25 other objectives. Yeah. How does that yeah. work? Yeah, great question, Kathy. I mean, there's pretty much now, having done this now for so many years, there's pretty much no objection that I haven't heard or, or have a solution on how to overcome. Yeah. So, so, so at its core essence, one of the things that we teach is all around the service DNA of the team, mm-hmm. and and realistically, um, you know, being of service. One of my one of my wife's and my favorite show was Downton Abbey. You know, with the butlers and and everything like that. And, and the diamonds, no doubt. Yeah, but when you look at the butlers, it was such a noble profession, and they didn't see it as being demeaning in any way. To be yes. of service, service was amazing. It was like the highest order, and they were so intelligent. Like there was this one scene where they had like six different spoons, and one was for egg, one was for tea, one was, and it's like, how who do they know? That? Who knew does that, right? So, so being of service means. Um, that that service is your highest value or one of your highest values without judgment. The without judgment part is the hard one, you know, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And so understanding that we're here to serve uh, and it's so easy sometimes to go, oh, well, that, that patient, that whatever was annoying or this and that. But if you're truly coming from service as being your primary focus without judgment, that is an essential element to giving the best level of care to your patients. So that's yeah. first and foremost, it's, it's a core value that you probably want to have in some way, shape or form in your business. The second thing is all around um, the regularity of interaction. So, you know, is this part of your daily huddle, your weekly te- your weekly management meeting, your quarterly, your monthly, your yearly? Business you know, as it, usual. Yeah. It should, the, talking about Google reviews and the client patient experience should be like a line item on your PL mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it will definitely impact that. Is this so, about it being a multiplier? Uh that comes later. Yeah. So 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 it's all about you know making sure it's part of the culture, making sure that you've got your frequency of interaction, you know, that you're constantly mm-hmm. talking about it. Uh the businesses that absolutely like I've got some businesses that I work with that that do like 120 plus five-star Google reviews in a six-week period. And, you know, one of the key things that they have is what I call a Google captain, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody who's in charge of it, because it's like, you know, it's like when no one's in charge, everybody's pointing the finger saying, I thought it was your job, right? So we we, we generally put somebody in who's in charge uh, and it's their job essentially in some ways to 
enroll the team. And I use this I use this example, and I'm going to use you as the guinea pig. Uh, Kathy? Yes, did Carl. You, did you brush your teeth this morning? I did. Well, why? Was there was there a was there a dentist standing behind you? Uh, did you have like a tooth police coming around? Did you have post-it notes on the wall telling you that you needed to brush your teeth? No, I did not. It just is a good thing I do every day. It's a habit, right? It's a habit. So just like there are healthy habits to lifestyle, i.e., going to the gym a couple of times a week, not drinking oh, to excess. At least you didn't ask me that question. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a habit, right? And so for yeah. most people in the beginning, it's just not a habit. And so we need to create what I call client touch points and team touch points. Yeah. So we need to create triggers, uh, reminders, and things like that for the team to be able to do it so that they can do it consistently. I wish as a business owner, it was as easy as saying, I tell my team once and they just do it. The reality is humans don't do yeah. that. They need daily indoctrination and reminding, uh, and it just needs to become a focus for the business. Like I said, like having a line item on the PL. One of the things that you mentioned before about the multiplier is uh, I'm always, I always want the business owner to understand the strategy, but I don't want them necessarily involved in the execution and implementation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, usually we train the practice manager, the team, to to onboard them and help them with the enrolling to get everybody aligned with that. Uh, and again, a lot of the, the allied health people we we talk to are practitioners. So I need them to understand and connect with the why, like the old Simon Sinek why, right? I need them to get to the, the why. Like if you don't know, or if the client or the patient doesn't find you, they could either carry on in pain. Mm-hmm. They could go to a health practitioner that's going to offer maybe a less adequate care, how does that make you feel? And most practitioners will go, well, pretty crappy. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, the way that we can we can serve more people to a higher standard is to let them know that we exist. And the way that we do that is being found on Google. And the way that we do that is making sure that you're asking your clients to share their patient experience. And what I often say, like, I mean, again, this will come as no shock or surprise to you, Kathy. I might be slightly on the extrovert scale, just just slightly. Um, let me but think I, on that. Yeah, let me think of that. Yes, but, I agree. <laughs> but but I've seen just as many introverts do amazingly well, and the key aspect to that is authenticity, is getting them to tap into the fact that all I'm asking, I'm not asking them to sell. I'm not. I'm asking them to be authentically them, and when I can tap into their why. Uh, and what it would mean to them if they got to do what they love with more patience. Uh, and the fact that all we're asking the person to do is to share their experience. We're not scripting it. I don't ever say, hey, Kathy, can you leave me a five-star Google review? I don't ever do that. I just ask you to share your experience so that someone else can have the same great experience you've had. It's that whole kind of pay it forward yeah. concept. So I think there's also some reluctance for allied health business owners that they think they're putting themselves out there, but instead they're actually putting their business team and the client experience out there. It's not their personal reputation yeah. out there. It's the it's different. It's sort of um, at arm's length from them personally. Mm-hmm. I come across that in so many different ways so often. Um, and hence my question about the team, you know, it's it's a bit about everybody owning it, I guess. Yeah, and it's about taking everybody along the ride. 
Yeah. You know, and and sometimes, and this again, you you would have seen this many times. You know, the business owner, clinic owner, whatever, makes a decision to do something. And and then the rest of them are sitting there scratching their head going like, oh, we're getting pulled along for this new whiz-bang thing. But you really have to bring the whole team along. So usually when I'm rolling this strategy out, I generally start with the business owner and um, the key personnel. So it could be the, the practice manager or whatever. And then once I've got them on board and we've started implementing some of the um, the higher level strategy stuff, we then start to bring in the team. Because already I've, I've got buy-in. The team have already started to see stuff happening. You know, some of the, the client touch points and the team touch points. They started to see it, but they're not sure yet. And then we come in and we roll it out to the rest of the team. And I find that works really well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That all makes complete, complete good, good sense. What about um, the techie side of things, if you like? So yeah. where do you, you know, how essentially... Oh, look, I'm trying not to use the word gamifying because that's yep. not quite what it is, but it kind of what it become, might become if you wanted it to. How do you get started with the tech side of it? So knowing where to access, how to set it up, where your metrics are as well, I guess. Yeah. So your Google business uh, profile has all of the metrics that you need. It's got yeah. all of the links that you need to to basically get a Google review and to do that with your clients. There are lots of different, like a lot... The allied health is one of those funny uh, industries. Where I'll it's take like, that as a compliment, Carl. Thank you. Almost every single oh. one of them has their own unique point of sale like system. You know, like there, there's yeah. one that's unique for dentists, one that's unique yeah. for, yep, right. you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. there's there's not like there's just one generic one that's just easy for people. Like, it's not like no, they're all there's using- There's no active, single point of sale. There's they're, all not, different. they're not just all using Active Campaign or HubSpot or something like that. They've all got oh, their own little- the, Yeah, very few are using them. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's about understanding what is the tech that they currently have and then how can we integrate the the framework and the system into what they have. And, yep. and most most of the time they can be done like because the stuff that I need to do is not it, you know it's um it's simple but it's not always 100% easy but you just have to understand how to do it. And sometimes it's a matter of talking with their tech support person that manages that system, you know, or the the launching a ticket and saying this is what I want the system to do. So one of the things that I very first do from a tech side of things is I try to get the business owner to quantify or, or start to track and measure the revenue slash number of patients slash, you know, other metrics that they can directly attribute to their Google reviews. And okay. so- You get a baseline. Well, yeah, it's about a baseline, but it's also about like so many times that people will say like, I, and I imagine you do this, I do it certainly- it's like when I meet someone for the first time, it's like, how did you find us? Mm-hmm. Like, I, want, I, I just want to know. Um, and so the problem is that most times people will say uh, either Google reviews, no, sorry, they'll say Google uh, or something like that. And the problem is that doesn't give you the clarity of the information that you need. You know, yeah. was it the website or was it your Google reviews? You have to distinguish between the two so that, so that at some point you could print a quarterly report mm-hmm. and go, oh, look at this. We generated 10 new patients X number of dollars in revenue from our Google reviews. And what that allows you to do is at some point, and there are some allied health professionals that we deal with that are building up their practice or clinic to sell in two to three years time, whatever that is. And the advice that I've gotten is that when you start to build up your uh, Google reviews and start to generate 
revenue that's independent of the business owner or any marketing that they do, yep. it can add a one to two X multiplier, multiplier on the commercial the, value of the business. Yep. Yeah. You know, so it's understanding that if we set this system up, we start being active in what we're doing now. It's like, you know, like in wealth, there are multiple streams of income. And in business, there are multiple streams of lead generation. Yep. And what we want to do is build multiple streams of lead generation. And Google reviews is a fantastic one for that. But it's this asset that we're building that's attached to the business that at some point, should they wish to sell it? And there's that great saying that says a business worth selling is a business worth owning. Yep. You know, so if you build it like you're going to sell it, it'll actually be more profitable, more fun, and all the rest of that sort of stuff. Mm, yeah. You've got, uh, well, you've got the talking stick for the last couple of minutes, Carl. What would you like allied health business owners to consider about Google reviews? I would really want them to consider starting now. Yeah. Don't wait three months, six months, 12 months, because somebody else in your area, your industry will, will have already started. So, the you know, it's like investing. It's not timing the market that's important. It's time in the market. The market, yeah. Yeah. The sooner you start, and it doesn't matter what it is, like whether you uh, have help from somebody like me or someone else, or you decide to do it on your own, even getting one Google review a week, even getting one a fortnight is better than one a month, you know, but start, start now, start getting it, start asking um, and and start looking at how can we improve that patient experience because that's what I'm really pa- passionate about is improving the patient experience and the the byproduct of that is we get these amazing Google reviews and we are seen to be you know the market leaders and and for some health professionals that's important like they want to be seen as the market leader in their industry in their area um, because where you are like twelve months two years five years down the track looking back you'll see this is the point in time when you actually started yeah. and all the others that don't and, and decide to prioritize other tasks, be it working in the business or on the business in different ways. Um, th- there's no, there's no shortcuts. The longer you leave it, the harder it becomes, mm. the more expensive it becomes and the riskier it becomes. Yeah. I'd also like to add to that, that it's something that you can legitimately do. And it's the guidelines are very clear around how you use Google v- reviews and how you manage them as well. It's not a, a no-go zone like I think so many people think it is. Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, uh, what I always say to people is that if you're not converting five out of 10 uh, patients or clients into a Google review, it's nothing to do with you. Um, it just need a better system. You know, that, 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 that's what it is. You know, it's not, what is that, what is that great saying? You know, it's, you know, it's not your fault, but it is your problem. Yep. You know, it's like, it's your problem to solve on how to make it better and, and improve that system, whether it's training, whether it's tech, whether it's systems, whether it's scripting. And I see, I see things all the time where it's like, oh, don't do that. Oh, like one of my other pet peeves is when I see somebody after a consultation, send out this generic templated robot written Google review request. Please like us. No, yeah, it's kind of like how um, how was your uh, experience today? Please write us a review uh, <laughs> using the. You know what? It just sounds robotic and not like a human, and it's not not the way to do it. Yeah. Yay! Thank you so much. Well, this was fun. I love talking to you about this sort of stuff. I could talk about it all day, like under wet cement with marbles in my mouth. 
I'm not going to disagree, but <laughs> I also love your commitment to adding value to whatever you're looking at and whatever you're thinking about your, um, yeah, adding adding value. So I hope we've kind of broken some myths around the fact that people think they can't do this. Yep. Every, every business can do it. And you know what? The interesting thing that I found, one of my clients is an optometrist in New Zealand. And the interesting things happen in the last three months that they've really been focusing on this, the whole team has lifted their definition of what a great experience is. It's been remarkable to see. It's not just now about it. Everyone wants to to do it. And the whole service standard of everybody has raised. And we're talking about it. They've got a group Slack channel. It's, It's just, it's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, like I said, if you think it's about, you know, another friend of ours, Simon Bowen, you know, talking about the models, yeah. you know, the Google reviews is the tip of the iceberg. It's the thing that we see and it's the thing we focus on. But what happens below the water, you know, the client experience, the 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 reputation of the of the business online, they're all the like, I guess, the intangibles the that, that that are so deep, but are so rewarding when you see when you see your your team having an amazing time delivering this better experience because they want to get a Google review. And then the client's happy and the team's happy and and everybody's high-fiving and celebrating because they're getting this virtual pat on the back in the form of a Google review saying how amazing the the clinic or the practice was and how, you know, how much Kathy helped us and she's amazing. Who who doesn't want to hear that? I I just love it. You know, it's, 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 it's that oftentimes for me, that link between what I do in the diamond world and here, it's all about happiness. I sometimes say that, you know, in the diamond world, it's like we're Disneyland, but for adults, it's like the happiest place on earth. Oh, so good. So good. All righty. We'll get you back down the track for more conversation. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you, Kathy. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.